passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Post Perez, uh, January 2024 edition, first one of the year. My name is WH Park. Happy New Year, everyone. And of course, joining me uh, always and forever, now, then, forever. No, that's a different company. That's a different <laughs> wrestling scene. Uh, Got it. <laughs> no, well, actually, it, was, it wouldn't be then because you weren't here then. You're here now, maybe forever. Right, Karen? It's Karen Pearson, everyone. <laughs> Forever seems like an awfully long time. I don't know if I'll be doing wrestling forever and ever, but we'll see. Happy well, New Year, Thank you. Foreseeable future, should we say foreseeable future? I have not been featured endeavored yet, so well, I doubt that. <laughs> I doubt that. You, I don't. I don't know if people know this, but uh, we here at Post Wrestling consider consider uh, Karen Karen to be the uh, the the empress of uh, podcasting here at Post Wrestling. Oh, you, you, nobody you, calls you, me that. Let's be honest. I've just said it. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll take you, the compliment. Listen, you can't put that toothpaste back in the tube. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've said it. You, right, know, you know you know, who's going to confirm it on their next review? Probably on uh, fucking Rewind a Raw is, is, is John and, and Wade. They're going to be like, they're going to be, first they're going to say, hey, uh, you know, let me do my way, wait, wait, take him for a second. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. hey uh, John, yeah, did you watch, listen to Post Perez with WH and Karen? Uh, you know, she's the empress of uh, podcasting. And John be like, yeah, yeah, it's it's, I, it's great. I, I I can't disagree with that. And then and then I'm sure uh, Neil Flanagan and 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 uh, Andrew Thompson will write uh, uh, you know like uh, headlines on the site about it. <laughs> it's it's gonna be official. Don't worry about it, Karen, the empress, everyone. Of podcasting here. I'm not graduating anytime soon. Here, I'll, I'll here, be here for a while. Karen Post Wrestling. But, um, Karen, I, I, I don't know about you. I Actually, I do know about you because I know you watched a lot of wrestling. So did I. And we're going to talk about a lot of wrestling. We are going to talk about But we're, we're going to try to be very uh, succinct and to the point about it. We got some we got some, some thoughts on, on things that happened uh, in the last several days, uh, uh, particularly about, uh, I would say, New Japan for wrestling, but uh, we'll, we'll get to those. Um, but we are going to actually refer to a lot of like other content that has been produced regarding some of the bigger shows because we, we have had uh, a multiple number of reviews already uh, 
put up on the site and on our YouTube channel. Uh, so you check those out. We'll, we'll reference them. And I, I would highly recommend, first and foremost, the, the Wrestle Kingdom uh, 18 review done by John Way and our, our good friend, friend of the show, Bruce Lord. There's also a nifty written version. That's from right. Your girl, from your girl, the Empress. The Empress. <laughs> the Empress right here. That's right. Uh, the Empress of the written content as well at Post Wrestling, not just the podcasting. But yes, Karen has a written review of Wrestle Kingdom 18, and uh, she gives a lot of her thoughts. And and what else did you write? You wrote quite a few things, didn't you, uh, recently? It's been a busy week. I started with Stardom Dream Queendom on the 29th of December, covered Noah the New Year on the 2nd, and then... Wrestle Kingdom on the fourth, and now you and I are recording post pro as it's been a it's been a week. <laughs> right. We will we will talk about uh, the the Wrestle Kingdom show in in brief. I I personally have not had a chance to see it yet because I have been swamped with with like real life and 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 then doing ton of content. I've been doing MCU later with Rich Fan uh, covering season two of What If. By the way, if, if you if you're on the fence about watching What If. Uh, go check it out. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it and uh, I highly recommend it. And if you want to hear uh, me go off the rails about uh, certain things, uh, uh, particularly about Thai food, uh, check out uh, episode two of our What If uh, Season 2 review, which just we just dropped on Post Wrestling. I, I, I made a rich fan uh, uh, do this, oh dear Lord, uh, <laughs> several times. So I'm quite proud of that. To be quite honest with you, but uh, we're we're gonna talk about some some kind of news, and then Karen's gonna give us an update on what's happening with Stardom. A lot of a lot of like people missing shows uh, due to uh, various reasons. We'll talk briefly about that. Then we'll get into um, the recent title defenses of the Triple Crown by Kasiko Nakajima, both of which I've watched in full and thoroughly enjoyed. Both uh, we'll talk about Kasiko Nakajima becoming now becoming an Enochiist, <laughs> embracing. The teachings of one Antonio Inoki. It's it's tremendous, folks. While he's holding the bell created by Giant Baba. Amazing. Anyways, we're also going to talk about Noah the New Year. We're going to talk about one of the saddest things I've ever seen, which is Kota Ibushi versus Naomichi Marafuji. And one of the best things I've seen so far this year, which was Keno defending his GHC heavyweight title against Manabu Soya. We're going to talk about. We're going to give uh, some some brief thoughts about Russell Kingdom. Not go into into too much depth because John Way and Bruce already covered it. And then Karen and I will go in depth on New Year's Dash, all the things that happened, and then and a lot of things that came out of it as well. Uh, so with that being said, Karen, let's let's start off with this thing that uh, New Japan announced that Bushi Road is part of. It's called the Asia Pacific Federation of Wrestling, and. Uh, it's it's six different promotions across Asia, across the Pacific uh, Ocean. Um, not 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 like you know uh, Tony Khan creating the Atlantic title that also included Japan as as one of the flags on that belt. Uh, inexplicably uh, makes no sense, but whatever. He, he's now changed the title to the International Title, which I think is a, even a worse name to be quite honest. But I, I digress. Uh, representing Japan is New Japan for wrestling and and stardom bushi road uh promotions both uh from china the dw the dfw i have no what they mean i have no idea what that stands for uh taiwan puzzle jesus they they got ta- china and taiwan to do something together listen New- bushi road you deserve deserve a fucking nobel peace prize for that thailand 
a setup, the promotion called Setup, and and from Singapore, Grapple Max. Hey, listen, this is this is probably the best name of all these fucking promotions is Grapple Max. What the fuck? That's amazing. All right. Anyways, they're they're. What's the gist of this 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 alliance of these uh, these promotions, Karen? From the press release that New Japan put out about it, it seems like there's going to be a whole bunch of things in plan. Uh, this was also kind of hinted at last year when they were doing their uh, projections of what they wanted to do with Stardom and New Japan going in from 2023 to 2024. Uh, talent exchanges, showcase matches. It it lists wrestler training, so I don't know if people are getting dispatched there for excursion or if they're going to be sending people to Japan to train. Um, but yeah, it just seems like they're trying to stake a foothold in the old Asia continent as a whole, kind of like, kind of like Gleet has their hands on like in every little place. They're trying to do the same thing. Gleet, Gleet doesn't really exist, Karen. I mean, they, they have not. Sorry, grown. Strong, strong hearts and Shima, you know, doing the, yeah. doing the working harder than the devil. <laughs> well, I mean, no one really cares about Gleet. Let's be honest. Like they, they, they they're not going to get, any kind of TV deal or go beyond like Cork and Hall, <laughs> you know, whatever. Anyways, Gleed is Gleed. It, it's there. I'm sure it's still sh- showing shows on, for free on YouTube. Regardless, this, this is to me just a lot of hot air um, put out by new Japan. And I don't think any, there's anything going to come out of this. I, I think it's all like, Hey, let's say something that'll make us look cool. Let it make us look seem like we're we are more important than we actually are, and and uh, I, you notice it's not it's not New Japan Bushi Road aligning with um, anything uh, related with Cyber Fight, right? So there's no TJPW, there's no DDT, there's no Pro Wrestling Noah. They're not doing any nothing involving um, All Japan Pro Wrestling or Dragon Gate or any of the other Joshi groups, Sendai Girls, Wave, um, Ice Ribbon, what have you. Um, so I, I just think it's them just like, you know, patting themselves on the back, but you know, you know what patting yourselves on the back is like, Karen, it's like, it's only six inches away, six, six inches away from a kick in the ass. And that's, that's exactly what they're going to be doing ultimately with this, with this yeah. announcement is that they're just going to be falling on their ass to be honest with you. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, but I am curious to know what kind of card they're, uh, New Japan show that they're having in April in Taipei is going to look like. Because um, it's one of those things where is it going to be what, what they've been doing with the international shows in the UK, the States, and in Oceania, where it's a mix of New Japan talent and local talent? Hmm. Or are they going, now that there's been a regime change, as of, are they going to start dispatching the entire roster and sending them over? Uh, we'll find out. Like, like they used to do pre-pandemic, which Ooh. is what they should be doing anyway. Now that travel's open internationally. This is true. So uh, it's always a good thing if they can get more eyes on their product, especially kind of in their, the, the neighboring region of Asia. But uh, anyways, we wanted, to get, we wanted to get that out of the way first. I thought it was kind of an interesting, interesting thing to, to start off with. Let, let us now talk about stardom, Karen. What is going on? How was is, how is Wrestle Queendom? I have not uh- watched it yet. Stardom Dream Queendom was pretty good for what it was. Uh, they were, you know, they earlier in the year, Tam Nakano had to relinquish the World of Stardom Championship. 
So there was a scramble to get a new main event put in place, which just ended up being a rehash of Micah versus Suzuki, which was this year's five-star Grand Prix final. Turned out to be a fantastic match. But a lot of the undercard were multi-person matches just to get everybody on the card. Uh, the New Japan Strong Women's Championship between Julia and Megan Bain was pretty good. Not my favorite Julia match, but it was all right. Wonder of Stardom Championship. I don't... It was a good match. I don't necessarily agree with Saori Anno getting the belt with... They made a whole big to-do about Tam Nakano being, you know, out on injury, but they brought her to the venue. She gave opening remarks. And during both the Wonder and World of Stardom Championship matches, the camera kept cutting to Tam in the audience. And I'm like, you're making the match about the wrong person. It's not supposed to be about her right now. It's supposed to be about the women in the ring. That would be my biggest nitpick about the entire show. Because we know that Tam is out injured. We know that she's been struggling. She gave a, like a, a lengthy, uh, almost a 10-minute address at the beginning of the show. So it was just it just kind of took me out of the moment a little bit. Um, and then Mayu came, finally came back. She also had jammed her finger at Lone Star Shootout. So she had been off the shows for a couple, a couple weeks so she could heal up to have this. And then, you know, on the morning of Wrestle Kingdom to finally defend her IWGP Women's Championship again. Uh, this time against Shuri, which I have yet to see the match because it is not on Stardom World yet, but I've heard very good things. The IWGP women's title was not defended. No, but on... Mayu was on commentary for Tanahashi's match. But she wasn't on the show. She was on commentary at the show. That's, that's, I mean, that's... why isn't she on the show? Why isn't she on the show? She she didn't even know why she wasn't on the show. Like it was this when, is a clown show, dude. Like I, I <laughs> that, that's what frustrated me the most is that you have two women's champions that are both in stardom. Why is there not a match on Wrestle Kingdom featuring even if it's a non-title match where it's just the two champions or do what they've done in the past previous years with other stardom matches besides last year with Kyrie. Make it a tag match. Just throw something on there. They've, you you have two of Stardom's biggest stars shouldering your championships for you. Yes. Give them an equal foot and give them an equal opportunity. Guess that New Japan women's division that people were gloating about didn't actually fucking happen, did it? There's no such thing as a New Japan women's division. You can just, uh, you know, queue up... Uh, Steve Rogers uh, taking laps around, the, 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 the you know, Washington uh, on... Uh, you know, Sam Wilson there on your left, on your left, Sam. Anyways, good shows. Uh, Do- Julia, speaking of Julia, what's going on with her? She just broke up Dana Del Mundo. Uh, well, you know, I had a feeling when after the match, during the World of Stardom Championship match, and I, I actually was so tired after watching it, I didn't include it in my report. Instead of, while she was cornering for Micah during the match, Julia was adamantly and ironically cheering for suzu from the donna del mundo corner and even after the match she wished michael well but instead took suzu arm in arm to the back after the match so very much like you know shuri before her leaving donna del mundo micah decided well i'm champion now i need to go my own way and she's leaving Uh, she decided that she wanted to leave donna del mundo tecla I don't know what stardom did to Tekla in 2023, but Tekla was like, I need a break. I'm I'm tired. I can't do this right now. 
and she wanted to step out and then my, meanwhile my soccer is like I'll, I'll stay with you julia it's fine and it's just like so julia just decided to dissolve arguably one of stardom's most popular factions and now we don't know i don't know i don't know what's going on with her i don't know if she and Suzu are going to form a new faction, and I think all that hinges on how long Julie... I know Julie has said that she has unfinished business in stardom. I just don't know if this is the start of her wrapping up things. But if she was staying, I don't know why she couldn't just pass the, the faction on to someone else and then choose to leave herself. So right. we'll have to see what is in store for them. Uh, but I think the last straw was Donna Del Mundo lost because stardom did the triangle derby instead of doing it over the entire month of January, they made a one day trios tournament in which God's eye, which was sure now Mirai and Amisore defeated Donna Del Mundo by pinning Tekla to take the artist belts off of Donna Del Mundo. Right. So, well, what, what do you think has Julia signed officially anywhere? Nope. Uh, no. And there's, there's a lot lots, of- lots of speculation, yeah. but until I see her show up ringside <laughs> or or you know like she's seen in Orlando and not just like on vacation. Right. I'm not so, believing anything. You 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 would you would speculate, you know, like we can speculate here that that if she was going to go anywhere outside of Japan, outside of Stardom, it would probably be to WWE. That's I would lean that way, yes. Right, because like I think it's been it's been pretty, you know they they've been pretty open that they they they're very interested. They've in, also been in, more I, consistent with their treatment of their women's division as yes, of late, for sure, definitely, and especially highlighting the Japanese talent in particular. So damage control all the way, big fan, big fan, huge fan. Damage, damage control, love love damage control, love them. Uh, let's talk about but but before we move on, Karen, let's talk about Tekla. Okay, she's she's taking a break. Uh, maybe maybe she's getting some offers because you know she's a very talented wrestler she, as well. She deserves. If someone is throwing a bag of money at her, she deserves everything. The fact that she was not included in this year's uh, last year's five star Grand Prix was a crime. Mm. Maybe that's is, it. Maybe she's just like she, I'm tired of this shit. She is an amazing talent, and she stuck with Stardom during the pandemic. Like she lives over there. She's been there. She's been there and consistently outstanding. And they, I just feel like they keep denying her opportunities. She's always either, you know, Julia's, you know, she's tagging with Julia. She's in a trios with Julia. She, she had a very short run with the SWA belt, but she's never been able to do beyond that. And that's so frustrating. I think if, if, if Julia were to go to WB, I can see her saying, "Hey, I got this friend who you might be interested in." They would she snap, speaks, they she's would snap she's her up in a heartbeat. She's a great worker. She's she's very charismatic. She speaks perfect Japanese and English. And they and like I see her being someone like WWE would like take a look, look at her her her, you know, her matches, listen to her talk, watch her charisma and just like, "Yeah, we want her. We want her in NXT for to replace some of the people getting called up." She, she she'd be a great foundation. I, I Julia, I don't I don't see going to NXT. Um, hold on. 
I think I think Julia is a talent that they would just main roster right away with vignettes first, and then introduce her, give her like some really uh, fancy schmancy uh, name, playing up her her more her Italian heritage, I think. But the fact that she's also half Japanese as as well. But uh, we, we we shall see what twenty twenty four brings for both Tekla and uh, Julia. I I. My personal opinion, I do think it's probably WWE, but um, we shall see. We shall see. Uh, Stardom's loss will be uh, American wrestling fans' uh, gain. That's that's how we shall look at that. Uh, Stardom has some upcoming shows, but a lot of their talent is, is going to be missing it. For I know for sure Momo Tanabe is because of COVID, yeah. um, unfortunately. Uh, hopefully she recovers uh Safely and quickly. Uh, what what about some other talents that are going to be missing shows? Karen? Oh, I think Miyu Amasaki was pulled. Let's see, let me tr- pull up the. Where did my list go? I don't have it there, but it, it was like a handful, like three or four girls that are all getting pulled from shows for various ailments. Oh, this bums me out. Hold on. Oh, well, while you're looking that up, Karen, Sorry, I, I, just I, oh, I you had got it, it and I lost it. No, it's okay. Uh, so, <clears throat> excuse me, while we talk, well, while Karen's looking for that, sorry, they, uh, they, Bushiro also did announce on the, uh, no, we're on the uh, starting front that uh, the Mayu Iwatani movie is going to be coming out on uh, May seventeenth. Um, it, it's it's gonna. It's it's going to be uh, very interesting to watch. I can't. It's called Runaway Wrestler, and uh, yeah, it's 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 it's, uh, it's it's it sounds pretty interesting. I I think she actually has a very interesting life from what I remember from the Damien Abraham uh, episode of the Wrestlers that featured Stardom that in there. And there there's a uh, the role of Kagetsu is going to be played by Sherry, which is really interesting. <laughs> yeah, really, that's that's Ooh. what it says in this article. Uh, published by one one Andrew Thompson over at postwrestling.com. So uh, there you go. It's uh, oh, wow. It's, yeah, I I haven't looked at the cast of it all, but I know that Momo Kogo and Kyrie Sane are both were doing part work for it as well. <sighs> so yeah, I think that'll be interesting. So, I too. cannot find this list to save my life. It's okay. We'll we'll. If if you come across it, Karen, we'll go back to it. No worries. Uh boo. Sorry, guys. No problem. You can you can always read about um excuse me. Uh any any uh, kind of updates. I think I maybe might be up here on one of my pages from postwrestling.com. Let me see. Uh I saw Momo uh, and I saw that Koto Bushi was getting uh surgery. Yes. We'll talk about Koto Bushi. A little later on, but let's let's talk about All Japan for Wrestling. So they had a series of big shows uh, the last uh, couple of days. Uh, first would be we'll talk about is AJPW Mania X twenty twenty three, which is I suppose is going to be like kind of their 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 big show uh, at the end of the year. That's that's kind of like seems like they're going to be it's going to be like the WrestleMania or, or one of one of those big shows that they want to do. It, it emanated from the Yogi national stadium gymnasium number two, very nice looking venue on, on TV. Uh, I, and I watched the, the main event of this show, which was Katsuhiko Nakajima, the triple crown champion, uh, taking on 
his uh, former Kohai, former stable mate in Diamond in Diamond Ring, and that would be Kento Miyahara, current All Japan Pro Wrestling ace. But uh, the kind of let me just talk to you about the match itself, Karen. It is it's it's an excellent match. It's what you would expect from two talents like Nakajima and and Kento Miyahara. But I think the thing that struck me out struck me the most was the beginning of the match, the entrance of Katsuhiko Nakajima, because he came out to the familiar strains of Bomaye, Bomaye, which is how the theme song of Antonio Inoki starts. He comes out, he comes out to Antonio Inoki's theme song, which I was like, okay. Uh, And then he comes out wearing a white rope. He has shaved his head. It's bleach blonde. He shaved his head. He's wearing a, a white robe and his gear is all pretty much all white with some um, black piping. Wasn't and it like a Snoopy he, robe? I feel like there was a Snoopy. Like I saw a picture of a Snoopy on there. Yes, his robe <laughs> looked like looked like a cherry cloth robe with, uh, with an image of Snoopy on it. Wonderful. Uh, but he, he is also sporting the, uh, the, the signature red towel, neck towel of or scarf, sorry, of Antonio Noki. So uh, perplexing, to say the least, that he, this is never something that was in his history uh, from before. So the rumors are, I've heard rumors from, from uh, Strig over at Eastern Lair and some other people on, on, on the old Twitter machine. I refuse to call it X, by the way. But that, that, Simon Inoki, the son-in-law of Antonio Inoki, is is possibly hanging around backstage at All Japan, and that's why you see a lot of these a lot of uh, key members of the All Japan staff leaving. Takao Mori, who's a wrestler but also part of the front office, <coughs> excuse me, um, um, Shiji Shikawa, who's the booker. I remember, I remember seeing his name and then the the list of people leaving. He's leaving. I, I, I'm blanking on his name, but the, the longtime ring announcer is leaving as well. So it's, uh, it is interesting. But uh, I, I would like one of the things that I really liked about the match itself, though, is that it really does play into the history of Nakajima and Miyahara as, as Senpai Kohai but also like how Miyahara has grown out of the shadow of not only like of Nakajima, but also his, their, their, their shared mentor, uh, Kensuke Sasaki. And uh, I, I don't know, like, I'm not going to go into details about it, but it's, it's an excellent match. It's very hard hitting. Miyahara put on another great performance and Nakajima is just consistently one of the best wrestlers. Is that why he cut all his hair off? I like long hair Nakajima. He keeps cutting. It keeps cutting all his hair off. I uh, no. I, I think it's yeah. I think it has to do with this like kind of new character that he's he's uh, going with being like uh, an Enokius, basically you know embracing embracing uh, Enokiism. But uh, it, it, it was interesting. It was it was very 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 interesting. Um, let's see what else happened. Uh, I think. There was something else that happened. Let me just make sure it was in the right, on the right show. Uh, Anyways, what I want to talk about as well is the return of Shotaro Ashino from his arm injury. He came back in a tag match. He teamed teamed with T-Hawk to take on uh, Sego Tachibana and your favorite jacket-wearing Jiro 
you can make Shiro. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it is what it is. I'm not a fan of Jiro. A lot of people like him. They like the jacket. They like the entrance. I skip. I completely skip over it. I refuse to watch it in full. But Ashino, holy shit, he looked awesome. He totally, like, didn't feel like he, no ring rust. Like, he didn't even miss any time at all. He was gone for almost six months, I believe. He he injured his arm, at you know, pretty much at the end of the Champion Carnival. So that was back in the spring. He's back. And then he also came out to challenge Nakajima uh, following the the defeat of charlie dempsey at the hands of nakajima and uh yeah so in in about in about a 20 minute match charlie dempsey uh more than held his own with kaseki nakajima and i say that if you put into context that this man is probably like what like two years into the business he is the son of 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 uh william regal uh he is a guy signed to the performance center and nxt uh, for wwe and this is part of kind of like this um, who knows what kind of relationship it is between WWE and, and, and uh, uh, all Japan pro wrestling. Apparently uh, I was told that uh, on the recent NXT shows that all Japan was announced, was like mentioned by name on their shows because in reference to Charlie Dempsey going over to Japan wrestling for them. Interesting. So it, it is not a one way street. It is, it's very reminiscent of like, uh, of when like Vader, uh, came in to, no, no, no. When Vader came in, when, uh, when they got Dr. Death, Steve Williams to come in and they showed all this footage and they got the Patriot Del Wilkes signing with, and they just showed all this, all Japan footage. And to see like, the images of Kenta Kobashi, Mitsuharasawa, San Hansen on WV television was was quite 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 amazing at the time. But uh, it, it is uh, interesting that uh, we'll see if there's going to be more talent exchanges. Like if maybe for WB, they're thinking, hey, we should get some of these some of the talent we have some seasoning overseas, and what's what's the best place to get someone seasoned as a professional wrestler? But japan so uh, maybe nxt will be sending some more talent over there some 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 of the people who need a bit more seasoning um versus like people who've been working on the indies and and are ready to go and and going up to main roster maybe within a year of debuting in in nxt we shall see but those those uh those were both really good matches i highly recommend them and i think i would i would love to see charlie dempsey come back to japan particularly in all japan i think there's a lot of things you could do i would love to see a match with him and ashino i think that would that would rock um uh, one thing i, I want to say about charlie dempsey he like i said he he really reminds me of like that type of timothy thatcher catch wrestling uh billy robinson kind of uh influenced uh wrestler like a lot of grappling a lot of working on the ground but I, th- I think just a little bit more dynamic than maybe thatcher is i like timothy thatcher i'm a huge fan but i know timothy thatcher is not necessarily for everyone with his catch wrestling style but um you have not watched these shows these matches yet correct karen they're on my to-do list for tomorrow <laughs> uh, yes i i think uh definitely you know you have to watch them in order the miyahara match and then the the Dempsey match. I do recommend uh, the the, the Shitaro Shino uh, return match. Very fun, and and I'm excited to see what is 
2024, because I do think if he was not injured, Shotaro Shino would have become the 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 triple crown champion. I, I do think to some de- to some degree, Yuma Yagi's 2023 was supposed to be Ashino's 2023. So I think the well, they can swap. <laughs> they can swap. I I think uh, he. I mean Nakajima versus Ashino sounds like a, an, an amazing match. Money, 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 money to, to me. So right, I let's... found it. I found it. The, okay. the four girls. All right. Okay. So Miyu Amasaki is going was going to miss today's Saturday the sixth through the eighth, pending a flu, uh, influenza test. Tekla will be out for some time due to a previous uh, neck injury that requires additional treatment. Hina injured her collarbone and she is out until further notice. And my soccer, I missed Saturday show due to a sternum injury, uh, but she may be back sooner rather than later. Okay. Well, uh, speed Plus recovery. Momo, Momo Watanabe having COVID now. Speed recovery to all those talents and uh, hopefully they can uh, come back to, 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 to touring and, and making fans happy with their appearances on Stardom shows and, and, and stay injury and illness free, please. This post wrestling podcast is brought to you by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Financial literacy can be daunting, but it's one of the most valuable things you can equip yourself with. On NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast, their trusted financial journalists offer easily digestible, conversational discussions on topics like balancing your portfolio. If you think an ETF is one of Cena's five moves of doom, this show might be for you. Planning for your tax bills this April, so you don't have to worry about a visit from Erwin R. Scheister. And putting away more money for retirement. Because unlike most wrestlers at the end of their careers, most of us should only plan on retiring once. Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Let's move on to, let's see, where am I here? We're going to go to Noah, the new year, 2024. And uh, I will I will just say this, Karen. I did not watch all of this show. I watched, uh, I watched, uh, I did watch Tomohiro Ishii taking on Masa Mia. Which uh, I I I really enjoyed, um, um, but I I mean even though Kitamiya had a job out to the New Japan guy, I don't care if it's Ishii. Like he should not be jobbing out to like the New Japan guy. He can't. He should have been put over in this match. That's my my it, big it, thing about this match. It was the trade off to Shiozaki getting his win back over Kojima. I think it was a a tit for tat on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As you said, Karen, I, I didn't watch this match, but two of your favorites, Goshizaki and... Uh, that match is booked just for me. That it was, was booked for me. You. Yes. It was just for me. <laughs> and, and, and Kojima... Okay, so I watched the tail end of this match, okay? And the thing that stood out for me was the formation of this new faction led by Goshizaki. It's called Team Noah. Very, very original. Uh, very uh, creative. <laughs> There could have been so many other names. Um, yeah, team team washed up would be my number one choice for uh, the name of this team because I am sorry, uh, go. I, I I was a big fan, but like this this dude needs to really think about going to another stage of his career in yeah. in, in wrestling. I don't think it's in the ring anymore. It also includes uh, Akatoshi Saido and and Muhammad Yone. These guys are well past their due date, uh, you know, like, you know, just stick the fork in them. They are done. Get them, get, get them lower on the card. They don't need to be in a faction. And I think Jun Miyawaki 
is the other one in this thing? I I can't remember. Koto, they have at least Atsushi Kotoge, I think it's Atsushi Kotoge, who's doing nothing. You know, <laughs> this dude's been in the company too long. This is where, like, you know, the problem and, and Hiroki. Yeah, no, no. Or oh, yeah, yes, right. whatever you want to call him. No, no one fucking cares about him either. These guys have been. This is the problem with Japanese wrestling, Karen. People stay in the same company for too long. There's no cycling like back in the back in the old days of territories where people could freshen up, go to new territory, territory freshen up. There's none of that, and and there's some good parts of that, but there's like I think the big detriment is people just get stale. They move down the card, and and no one believes in them anymore as draws or people to to get rally behind as far as like i think they're gonna win this match or they're gonna win this title or whatever but these t-shirts my god they are so bargain basement it says what what did it say again was it i am noah it li- or team noah it literally says team noah in green noah. yes it's like, like- Times new roman it's very uninspired and it makes me so sad it's <laughs> like if i went great shirts in that company if i went to fucking Times square and went to the cheapest like uh t-shirt making shop and they said we'll make you anything you want for 10 bucks us this is what this is what would come out if i said can i get green font times news new, you know times Ro- anyways times the new roman? that's right times new roman and and can I get four of them or six of them? Yeah, sixty bucks. Do it. This is what would turn out. These things. I I I will say this. I listen to the English commentary for these matches, and 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 I shit you not. Stuart Fulton and fucking Mark Pickering both said these are going to be hot sellers. Fuck. Are you are you scared? Are you guys kidding me? No, they are not. Maybe only to Goshizaki's most diehard like female fan base. Are gonna buy these fucking shirts. No one else is. No one else with any self uh, sense of like dignity or self respect will wear these fucking shirts because they're god ass ugly. In my defense, as a Goshiozaki fan girl, I will not be buying that shirt. See, like <laughs> I said, the most ardent. You, you are Goshiozaki fan girl, but you are not like blinded. A, no, my wallet says no. Do better. Yes. But uh, there is that. Uh, what else did I watch? I did watch the Ogawa ZSJ uh, Tanahashi Hayata match. Yeah, that was the match. Yes, yeah, it, it was there. Uh, but I, I I skipped over pretty much everything else, and then I went to the GHC heavyweight title match. Keno defending against his former Congo t- stablemate Manabu Soya. Soya came out. He's like he elevated himself, and I've always been someone who's like kind of been up and down with Soya when he was in all Japan and teaming with Sonata and holding the all Asia tag team titles. Big fan. I was like, this guy's got something definitely because he, he formed a great tag team with Takao Mori uh, again. And then he, he was part of the, the Russell one exodus when Mudo left and, and he, he went along with, you know, Sonata Kai, whole bunch of people that should have been in, in fucking all Japan and helping take that company to another level. My God, with a wasted potential, Karen. I can't even get, don't even get me started on the, the Russell one exodus. I'm so angry about that still, <laughs> but he came out, he's kind of been toiling in the mid card tag team wrestler in Congo. And uh, he was actually one of the really big push stacks in Russell one, along with Ashino uh, and, and Keiji Muto. Those were like the, the big guys that were, 
given the you know the, the ball to run with as champions over in Russell One. So when he came into Noah, I thought, okay, he's he's been slotted. That's just his role. He's going to be a tag team wrestler. He's going to be part of Congo. He's going to be just a, a mid card guy. But my God, he he knew like in his age, he's in his forties as well. That's that's a kind of a hindrance for him. But he he decided, fuck this. I'm going to go all out. I'm going to do topes. I'm going to like take every imaginable kick to the head from Keno, and and, and just power my way through this and he did and i i said listen you you have just made someone that you can slot in to a title match for any of the belts national title the world title that any of the tag the, the, the tag titles whatever you can put soya in these roles and i think if you if you create an interesting story for him like a redemption arc so to speak or something along those lines you have the potential to create a guy who fans can get behind and will draw money for you. And that, and, and but I have no faith that Noah's going to do this because their booking is terrible, as we would talk about. Um, but hey, you know what, Keno, fuck this guy is so awesome. I, you know, like I, I'm looking, and I've never, I've only recently become a Keno. Keno fan. Like, I used Welk, to think, welcome. You know, because I was like, why is this guy so fucking angry all the time? Why is he always yelling? Because he wants the company to do better. That's why. That's he's why actually he's shooting. He's, angry. He's kind of like the, he's like the non tranquilo version of Naito. What Naito is in, 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 in New Japan, complaining about the company and like criticizing it like as a shoot. Keno is that, but he doesn't just not tranquilo. He's just fucking angry all the time. He lights himself on fire and kicks people. That's this is true. Yes. But like, I, I'm, I'm excited to see where it's going. He is going, who he's going to fight. Uh, who do, he's going to fight. <laughs> yes. I, I, my favorite part was he said, he said, I will, I will put, he first said, he said, when she's like a challenge, he said, no. I I'll, I know. However, if, you you keep saying I am Noah, which is and he and basically he said to to Goshizaki, that's bullshit. You are not Noah, okay? You're all you're not you're not in the fucking company half the time because you're always injured. I will put up the title, but you have to put up your your catchphrase. I am Noah. So if Keno beats Goshizaki, not only will he retain the GC heavyweight title, Goshizaki will hopefully never say I am Noah. Ever again, I, so you you can understand who you might guess who I am going to be rooting for in this match, Karen. That would be the angry man himself, Keno. Oh yeah, I, I, my 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 fangirling for Goshiyazaki aside, I want Keno to have a long reign with this belt. Um, also, I need yeah when the the sound that I sounded when Manabu Soya did that tope suicida, I I just could not believe that he went for it. I need him to have the and bare minimum the GHC national title. I need him to have a run with it. Yeah, I need the, I need them to put a singles title on him because he made himself into a star in that match. We, um, we don't we don't need you know Drew McIntyre light holding that belt anymore. Okay, so <laughs> Jack Morris, and it's not just because he's a good looking guy. I like him. I think I think he's, he's, he's might be the only good looking guy in that group. By the way, you know. I'll, I'll give that. I'll give that. I'll give that hint to him. Well, look, before we move on to the 
main event. I'm, I'm using air quotes here by, yeah, by because this the Keno Soya match that was my main event. Yeah, that was a main event. Like I che- honestly, I, che- I checked out afterwards. We'll, we'll I, talk I about anyway. we'll talk about the main event. But before we get to the main event, Karen, I, I want to talk about Jake Lee's entrance gear because he this motherfucker has now gone full Oswald Cobblepot on us. Like he's got a fucking top hat. He's got a fucking monocle. He's got like. I don't know. He's got like spikes, studded spikes on his fucking. He's in his steampunk phase. Leave him alone. He's in his stupid fucking Weibo <laughs> face. Is what he is. This is like, I, I you, he, okay. Mark your calendars, folks. Jake Lee has gone more full Weibo than fucking Kenny Omega ever has, and he his entrance gear is worse than any Weibo bullshit Ken Chan ever did in in New Japan Pro Wrestling. There, I said it. I fucking said it. Anyways, Jake. Just be a shooter, Jake. That's a, that is what you are. That you're a great wrestler. Just be a fucking wrestler. Don't have to be a fucking character from some Weibo fucking fucking manga that no one's ever fucking read. Okay, by some guys that are and gals who are like working like the Tokyo Comic Con circuit, selling their shit from the fucking from their fucking tables and not actually getting published in real life. Anyways, rants over about that. Let's move on. The main event. Naomichi Marafuji, Kotobushi, two legends of Japanese professional wrestling, and they produced a fucking dud. I am sorry. This was sad. I wasn't angry watching this, Karen. I was sad. I was like, oh my god, why is this happening? I felt bad for Ibushi, but I felt more bad for Marafuji because he had to pull, try to pull off a miracle. He could not because Kotobushi was too too messed up he he is going to go get uh, a cer- he's going to go undergo surgery yeah. for his ankles but even before that he 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 was not he was not in any shape to be in that ring like if if he was like walking around backstage and it was i can't imagine it was not noticeable if it was someone should have called an audible and said okay we're going to have the match but it's going to be earlier in the card and we're moving everything up okay we're gonna put this in the middle maybe before intermission you can you don't have to explain you just just fucking have the match and then soya the the match that soya and keno produced no one's gonna go home unhappy from if you're in that audience if you got that as the last thing you saw from this show no one's gonna be like i didn't get marfuji abushi last well if you put it earlier people would have forgotten it by the time you got to fucking Soya versus Keno. So that is that is what it is. Like I I I don't know what's going on um with Kotobushi. I think there's there's some issues physically, uh, mentally, emotionally with this guy. I think, you know, the tail end of his run in New Japan something something happened. I don't know what it is, yeah. but it is evident in the ring. I hope he he like again like I I do think it's it's like you know if you take if you look at Kotobushi and and Ken, Kenny Omega like both guys you know Kenny Kenny took the the high road I felt and just said I can't perform right now to the level I want to perform at and I'm I'm gonna get take some time off I'm gonna be out indefinitely to to heal up I applaud him for that because I think that that's that's a brave thing to do in professional wrestling because many people historically don't do that. Correct. Uh, Kota Bushi did not do that. I think, but Correct. though I think it's a kind of a cautionary to wrestlers out there 
And I would say, you know, someone like Will Ospreay should definitely look at these two guys and and, and just think about evolving the style. And I, th- I do think Will has really evolved since his, like, from three years ago, even. Yeah. But this is this is the f- the future. If you keep on doing a high risk style and p- just pushing your body to limit, yes, you're going to give us amazing matches that we will appreciate at the time. But then you run the risk of kind of you know like be be being becoming something that you becoming a shadow of yourself. Yeah, you know, and reach- having it all come crashing down at the the one time you don't want it to be. No, um, but and and then like to to cap off this match which I cannot believe that they, they didn't call Audible and Ibushi actually won. Do you think it's the end of Ibushi and Noah? Because basically they, they sent out Jake Lee and Kaido Kimia to tell him to get out of the ring. I don't know if what, what the direction was. I didn't know if they were coming out to challenge him or to coming out to tell him you need to go to the hospital now. Because even when he, like watching him walk up the stairs he didn't even clear the screen before he got into his hands and knees and crawled the rest of the way to the back. Like you see him on camera crawling to the back or in, crawling behind the screen. Um, this match had no right being as long as it was. I understand the magnitude of it. I understand the importance of it. Had this been, you know, five years ago, peak Marafuji, peak uh, Ibushi, sure, make it the main event. But like you said, I was I was really sad watching this match because I was still on like I had the high of Keno versus Soya and I was like bare minimum I feel like they were trying to match that but it just nothing connected it just it, it just bummed me out like I sincerely hope that while Ibushi is getting the surgery he needs on that ankle that he considers potentially anything else, any other work that needs to be done, just get it all done and stay away and heal up as much as possible and give consistent thought to if he can still do this at the level that people are expecting of him. And if I mean, not, either change your style or consider a career change. Go into training. He has his own dojo to start training people. He... He does have the benefit, though I don't, I'm not sure what AW contracts are structured like, but yeah. he does have the benefit that he is a contracted AW talent that um, hopefully that includes like, you know, covering medical costs, even whether, whether it's in America or, or Japan, which I imagine yeah. would be in Japan, that he doesn't have to necessarily worry about money. Because, yeah, well, they also have nationalized know, healthcare in Japan. So this is true, bad. but like, you know, like for the extra stuff that like yeah. you can just call up, you know, the, the accounting department at AW and say, "Hey, get, I, I, can I get some? I need some extra living, you know, money to to buy some groceries and and take care of my mom and and, and stuff like that." Because yeah. um, hopefully, well, you know, we I I, I want to see Kota Bushi have a healthy life. I don't necessarily need to see him come back to the ring. Uh, if like the the you know, you know, if I can if I can just rewatch a lot of like 2018, 17. You know, Kotobushi, if I really want my Kotobushi fix, I don't need to see anything yeah. new. If it, if it means that, um, he can't, he, he can't, him and his fans can't be happy with the performances he can give. And yeah. 
if his fans truly care about him, they'll want him to be healthy. They'll want him to prioritize, you know, living beyond being just a wrestler. He's not a sideshow. He's not a circus no. animal. He needs he needs to be treated like a human being. And if he's not in the right headspace or physical space, all he's doing is he's putting himself at risk. He's putting his colleagues at risk. He's putting and it's it's just it's not worth it. No, it really isn't worth it. At there were there are times that like he 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 risked the health and, and safety of, of Marfuji in that match, and 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 the, the the final point I'll make is that you know before he injured his ankles, he 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 was not in any shape to be in that ring, and just the the the, the botched moonsault from the second rope turnbuckle to the floor, um, where he injured his ankles, just just you know like amplified. The, the 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 state of his his physical well being in that match. So um, I, I I do hope maybe like Kenny Omega, you know, reaches out to him, just says, "Dude, just ch- let's have take, a talk. Chill, we need, chill, we need dude. To talk. <laughs> I'm taking time off. I'm I'm trying to get myself better. You need to do the same thing. Hopefully, they someone someone has had that conversation. Hopefully, hope maybe so. it was it was it's Kenny Omega. We we shall see. But uh, let let's move on. We're moving on to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, Karen, you wrote the the uh, the the, uh, the report on the site. Wrestling very huh? long. said so that is correct. It's very long. It's very long. Well, it's a Sorry. very long show. Sorry, my mom, my my Quebecois is coming out from my mom's side. Sorry, uh, that's okay. I spent we, two we... weeks at home with my mom. She talks to her sisters in French. It it was a thing. Oh, that's cool. There you go. And so. I did not watch all of Wrestle Kingdom. I watched the top three matches. I watched the uh, the triple the triple threat match for the, the global belt. Which, by the way, I think the design of it is beautiful. I think it looks great. I it, it harkens back to old style IWGP designs, which I, I'm a big fan of. So I, there's that. I just don't like the name of it. I just think they could have come up with a much more more interesting name for this belt. My biggest beef with it is they are calling it the Global Heavyweight Championship. It is a IWGP GHC Championship. You know who has who has a GHC Championship? Right. Pro Wrestling Noah. There could That's there, right. they, there was a litany of other names. They could have gone with an international championship. They could have called it the Intercontinental Championship. Literally anything. But the fact that it, it just like when you see them call it the Global Championship on the English site. But when they list it on the Japanese website as Global Heavyweight Championship, it it it's what's the difference between that and the world title? Like they're they're synonymous with one another. You know, and mean? that's like, the thing is that they're you know like we only have one planet, guys. The globe and the world, it's the same thing. It's my problem with the AW International title. It's like yeah. you have a world title. Why do you need to have a belt called the international? What's the difference? I mean, the international title had like a stipulation where, you know, much like like Stardom's now allegedly retired SWA, where it's like two people of the same nationality can't fight each other for the belt. Then like, sure, call it an international belt. But it, it, it's just like, I feel like there is one New Japan, as we've talked many times before, has too many belts. Yes. Uh, if they were going to make this belt, I would have had them take the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship and melded it into this belt. Well, that's part of the Triple Crown at AW Karen. That's not their belt. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, that is a hill I'm going to die on. That is not their belt. Well, someone needs to tell uh, TK that. Uh, by the way, thinking TK, I I I saw screenshots of this man 
going insane watching Wrestle Kingdom. Bless his heart. He's still a big wrestling fan at heart, even though he's like the second biggest promoter in, 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 in pretty much in the industry these days after the WWE. But I, uh, so I watched, I watched the uh, Osprey, Finley, Mox. I watched Okada, Brian, and I watched Naito versus Sonata. Of the three, Karen, I might surprise people. I loved the triple threat match the most. Really? Uh, yes, I thought it was awesome. I, I lo- liked it until Gabe Kidd and Alex Coughlin showed up. No, I, no. Was fine. I was fine with all of it up until that point. Because I was fine with that. It on his own. I was and fine with was it. Like, I, oh, nuts. <laughs> I will tell you why. Because I it did not necessarily play directly into the finish of the match. No. Um, it 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 establishes these guys even more as kind of the enforcers for Finley. Yeah, which I think is I important that. for him to like have to try to elevate him to a level where fans are believing he I to his credit I know a lot of people aren't on board with David Finley but I he is getting massive fucking heat and I don't think it's go away heat I think it's like I will pay money to see people beat the shit out of you heat which is Correct. which is the kind of good kind of heat right Correct. Uh, so uh, from uh, first of all the entrances Moxley pretending he's like the fucking Red Hood from DC Comics cool also Moxley had now wears kick pads which is such let me just put on my like my my you know like my fucking gear review hat here moxley before was just like wearing his shoes with his 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 training pants he looked like some fucking dad going to fucking walmart to pick up like some fucking potato chips for his fucking kids because they they there's a dad we want some potato chips we don't have any all right let me just get out of bed like on a sunday morning or something he didn't look it's not a good look these kick pads have now enhanced john moxley Good. Makes him look like a real fucking fighter. He's a tough man. I am a big fan of John Moxley. But the dad pants, no, no, no. Not a good look. The the dad pants with the kick pads, however, now he looks like a real fucking fighter. And I am all aboard. 2024 is the year of, for me, <coughs> for American wrestling, my fan of both CM Punk. Yes, I said it. I love, I love me some Phil. And fucking John Moxley. I'm fucking all aboard the Mox train if he is going to be wearing these fucking kick pads. Let it be yeah, noted. He has a pretty knees in his shins, man. That that death jitsu or whatever whatever he's calling it these days. I love it. Dad jitsu, I love it. whatever. I love it. Death jitsu, <laughs> love that shit. I, I'd buy that shit, but he, it also says zero fucks given. I'm not wearing that in public. Yeah, no. The death jitsu, I think is cool. The zero fucks given, I, I don't, you know. I don't wear. I might use profanity quite uh, judiciously, but you do not advertise it upon your. I don't. I don't don't wear it. I don't wear profanity. I just speak it. That's all. Anyway, speak your speak your truth. It's fine. (laughs) I love this match. I I I thought because when Osprey took those two out by doing the swanton off the top rope through the tables on both of them, the way the tables did and did not break. (laughs) Yeah, Gate Kid, I think bounced like three feet into the air. And then Coughlin just went straight through. It was kind of funny, actually. Alex I would Coughlin say. had that record scratch. Yeah, that's me. You're probably wondering how I got here. Look on his face. He was just like he just sat there because there, there was nowhere for him to go. They had to like probably had to like roll, like tip him over, and like shake him out. Of the I, I like the structure of the match, though. Let me just say about yeah. the match stuff. I like the structure of the match. I like the fact that you know. Yeah, before the match, like they, you know, Osprey said, we're gonna have it. Let's, I'm gonna have a truce. I propose a truce with Moxley. We're gonna take out 
Finley, and then he and I are going to have a singles match, which is which is how the game plan worked. And I thought it was it was great. It was it was it was fantastic to see like them working together, not as allies, but just as like, okay, I hate you less than I hate this guy. You know, Osprey. Enemy and my enemy is my friend. You exactly. know that. So. I forgot to ask though, what was your take on Osprey's Assassin's Creed Ubisoft endorsed fancy schmancy gear? I mean, he's always been like doing shit like that. I, I, but I, I, did I, you I, 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 I've I, never played Assassin's Creed, so I don't know which. I, know, I mean, I think he, I think he, them, so. I think he, I think this version of Will Osprey is is better than when he first started the United Empire. Yeah, um, I was not I a fan that. of that version of him. The look. Um, or the 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 character. I think this this version of Osprey, like this, is so kind of like um, such a like a blow to New Japan. I feel because this guy yeah. is so over this this Tokyo Dome crowd was chanting his name like yeah. at various points, and they are so into him. I think because they're realizing, oh, we are losing someone special, yeah, and we want to show our appreciation for him before he leaves. Like not. I think he's going to do part time in New Japan for yeah. sure, but they're not going to see. Moxley can do it, so can he. But it was yeah. it was the. I feel like they could have saved the announcement of him signing with AEW for sure. after the dome. I don't think it would have impacted the response he would have received either way. But it was one of those things. Like his entrance alone felt like it was very much like he was it. It was him coming to terms with him leaving. Yes. In front, in front of like you know twenty seven thousand of his close personal friends. That's right. So, and I, I, I thought the work from all three uh, was exemplary. Mox was was awesome. Osprey is always awesome in these situations. But I think, I think David Finley really kind of stepped up and and really kind of stood his own with two of the biggest names in 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 professional wrestling. So, I, I look forward to like you know. Dave Finley as your new global uh global champion GHC champion <laughs> IWGP GHC GHC champion um Brian Okada great wonderful what a what an awesome entrance by Okada with the UV light uh, changing the color of his robe but um you know like I I I didn't I I like this match a lot I didn't love it like I felt there's a certain je ne sais quoi missing from it yeah. I I can't place my finger on it I would, I would, I would say I did prefer it to the to to the Forbidden Door match, which I saw live in Same. Toronto. Um, but I think there's there's a rubber match to be had, you know, and maybe they should do it at Forbidden Door Three, held in Toronto in June, huh? Huh? Aw, what do you think about that? Huh? Is, is Forbidden Door in June in uh, in Toronto again this year or next year? I, I, I listen. I I actually know some higher ups in the aw office oh, and i and i, I me miss your park may, i may or may not have asked that question over lunch and i may or may not have gotten a straight answer about it so that's all i can say about that son of a biscuit <laughs> anyway if it is i hope i think they should make fucking toronto fucking forbidden door like town you know like how all all was all out all in is is always chicago yeah. I mean, and Chicago the gets enough. Was in New York, the uh, what is it? The, the author ass show, right? Yeah, that one. <laughs> Listen, too. not everything has to be in fucking Chicago, folks. I love Chicago. I I take any reason to go visit Chicago any day of the week. I love that city, but I I you, you can you got to spread the wealth, TK. Spread the wealth, baby. Spread the wealth. 
Toronto and people will fucking come. But we are getting three WB shows in a row. I saw that in July, in July right? In July, yes. So I I, I don't know. I have not talked to John or Wade about this, but if, if some announcements coming regarding like Toronto that weekend for that weekend, who knows? We shall see what it's happens. Fourth of July weekend. It's so expensive to fly that. It is. Weekend. It's it's a. Uh, it, uh, not. I, it's weird that they're having Fourth of July weekend shows in not in America but in Canada. But I anyways, mean, that's probably why they're having it. Is that it's not fourth? Like it's the, I know it's like the fifth or the seventh or whatever. But yes, it's the day after the Fourth of July. Flying is stupidly expensive at the sure. summertime. Of course, me, of course. So. But um, and let's get to the main event. I I thought it was a good match, Sonata versus Naito, but. I'll be honest with you, Karen. I don't care about either of these dudes. I don't care about Naito's fucking fucking story anymore. I don't care. Oh, he got to he's he's just got to do the roll call now, the Lij roll call in the Tokyo Dome. Like I don't care how many t- like it's like bleeding the stone dry with this with Naito. Like yes, he is so probably the top merch seller in that company. He is so Im- immensely popular. I'm not denying these things. I'm just saying for me personally, I don't care about his story anymore because I think it peaked in 2020. Yeah, <laughs> you know, when I, I was I, I'm, I'm hoping that the story is now finished because <laughs> the, the, the match was, was good. Was it the, the best match I've seen between Sonata and Naito? No. Um, I just wanted more than anything for Naito to get the belt and do the roll call so we can move on from Naito being in, in, Unable to finish said roll call. However, as soon as he started and evil came out, I, I laughed. I laughed so hard. So I was like, they can't, they can't do this twice now. They can't, they can't do this for another four years, can they? So I was, I was somewhat relieved that, that Sonata being still being LIJ at heart stopped it. So Naito could finish the damn story. That's right. I think you and everyone else were quite relieved. Uh, it was I, a collective I, sigh of relief around the world. I, I mean, I don't think Naito's going to have that belt for long. To be quite honest with you, uh, I don't think he's dropping it back to Sonata. I, I do no. think someone else is waiting the wings. We, we'll find out who who that will be down the line. Um, but I, I do think I think Naito's you know winding it up. You know, I I think his his. He's multiple surgeries for his eyes, his knees, tons of stuff. I think he also, I think Naito is also a very, you know, smart historian of wrestling that he knows, like, I, I can't keep being in the spot because it's not good for the rest of the roster. It's not good yeah. for the younger wrestlers. I think, I don't think, I also get, always get the feeling he cares about the welfare of younger wrestlers, his co-highs. And so like, you know, like he can make, let's just make as much money as I can for merch and, and, and paydays and however their pay structures is, is organized over in new Japan. But I, I mean, he, he'll always have a job. He'll always be yeah. like someone that they call as guest commentator, or he could even become a trainer or a manager or some, or something like that. Yeah. I don't know on screen role, but this is not a, as an active wrestler. I think it's fine. I, I hope this is, this is it for him as far as like, headlining like winning g1s and and being iwgp champion um but yeah so i for me the 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 real men event was indeed i feel brian okada but my favorite match of the three that i watched was was the the triple threat match between osprey finley and and moxley 
Did you happen to see Takagi versus Tamatonga? I did not. But I hear it's good. I would recommend it. Okay. It is worth a watch. If if you like the hard-hitting matches that don't overstay its welcome, because, you know, when, when Takagi beat Tama for the belt, the match was 25 minutes. This one is sub-15. And it, it's, it's the, like... If, if the New Japan guys, they, they've gotten the memo about the 15-minute the time limit. You can do a lot with 15 minutes. You don't need to drag it out into, like, like exemplary theater when there's 11 matches on the card. No. Well, speaking of a show that had 11 matches on the card, I don't know if it had 11 matches. I didn't count them, but let's go to January 5th, Karen. We're going to go to uh, the Sumida City Gymnasium. Have you been to the Sumida River, by the way? Uh... I think so. Is that the one with the the the, the gold uh the building, it's like, building. The gold the gold flame on it that people say it looks like a golden poo? I don't know. Yes, when I first saw the the that's the Asahi building, right? I it's, think so. Yes, it's the Asahi building, which is by the way everyone it's it's a it's a drink company, it's a it's a beverage it's a company. Beverage company. Yes, they produce beer, but also they produce coffee as I as I recall. Yes? Yes. So that is a cup of coffee, I think. A golden cup of coffee, and that's the... Is that what that's supposed to... I think Aww. so. That's what someone told me Aww. a long time ago. Who's going to tell them? Because I said, why Why is there a giant turd in the middle of Tokyo on top of that building? And they said, oh, no, no, that's, that's a cup of coffee, and that's the steam coming from it. Oh! Yeah, no. Okay. That's not, it, that's not what it looks like. Anyways, it's the Asai building in near the Sumida River. I've, I went on the on the river, the river boat tour, which is quite fun. You get to see a lot of really... Cool things in, in, I, along that I need route to do in Tokyo. More touristy stuff next time I go to Japan. I haven't. It helps if you live there. Yeah. For for ten God. years, you get to you get to do a lot of touristy stuff. I want to live there again. I miss it. Uh, I like to live there again. I never want to work for a Japanese company again. Yeah, no. Just, just put it that way. I I need a rich anonymous benefactor just to send me over there with boat a boatload of money and to be left alone <laughs> to my own devices. I just want to I just want to win the lottery and and just get the you know they have a millionaire's visa. There. I saw that. They have I was a mil- wondering how a lot of those YouTubers got to just move to Japan with no problem. You you need the bank. If you can prove you have at least a certain amount of money with within six figures. Japan will issue a visa. Nice. Japan will issue a visa. I think it's a year long. That's probably easily easy Renewable. to renew. Yeah. Easily to renew. Just say, yeah, I still have like you know over half a million dollars in the bank. <laughs> I can spend and I can spend it all here. Anyways, there's a millionaire's visa. You know, like oh yeah, if Neil Flanagan wins wins the Euro Millions, he's gonna take. He's gonna hook me up. He's going to be my benefactor. That that doesn't affect me though. I need someone to take care of me. <laughs> Even though I refuse to acknowledge him as my man, he's still going to take care of me because that's how me and the 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 Flanagan roll. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, Tokyo, Japan, Sumida City Gymnasium, two thousand nine hundred ten people listed as the attendance. New Year's Dash twenty twenty four. The like the last time. I got to see New Year's Dash. The only time I got to see New Year's Dash live was uh, was back in 2020, with uh, sitting right next to John Pollock, and across the ring was was Fraser, sitting with Way, 
It's a good time we had. I was at that show as well. You, but you were not part of post wrestling at the time. Karen. I was not. I was by the entrance ramp next to Jushin Thunder Liger. No big deal, but you know, <laughs> That's okay. it's fine. Can you imagine if if things were different? Like you would have been hanging out with us. And being part of these amazing pictures that are showing up on Martin Bushy's I'm, timeline. I'm so jealous. I just remember seeing you and Wade trying to get into Korakuen Hall while I was desperately trying to find a locker for all my stuff. That's all That's I, right. I remember seeing you, saying hello, and then just running away. That's right. If you, but if it was things were different, now it'd be like, fuck that locker. You just get to talk to us for, for 10 minutes, right? I know. Get, get your locker sorted out beforehand. Anyways. I, I would I would, pa- I would travel lighter. That would be my, my, my goal next time. Yes, I... I always traveled. I always traveled light when I was in Tokyo, coming from Numazu. But let's get on to the show. Let's let's run through it. Uh, our first match: the the Shacho of New Japan Wrestling, the president of New Japan, uh, had a match with Ryusuke Taguchi, who was wasn't officially for the World Television Title, but uh, Taguchi requested it before the match started. And and uh, Tanahashi, being the president, said, "Okay." Let's have a match. And they had a nice little subpar, you know, so sub six minute match. That's all you need from Taguchi these days. Tanahashi retains his IWGP title. But before he could leave the ring, there was a video playing and uh, out comes one Matt Riddle to announce that he wants to challenge Tanahashi for this belt. And he will be taking on, uh, Tanahashi, where do we? They have they, ha- actually- they have not announced the date or location yet. Right. So there's a lot of lot of outcry about Matt Riddle showing up in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and and I and I and I feel like everyone who feels like uh, negative towards it, totally justified. You, you everyone should. Um, personally, like I I don't care in the sense that like I don't you know there's a lot of you know, like issues, uh, things surrounding Matt Riddle. But yeah. here's the thing, like, I want to point out is like, it, New Japan doesn't care about any of these things because he was not convicted of anything. Um, he was, he worked for WB for many, many years uh, and missed, uh, you know, the kind of the, uh, the things coming out during speaking out. They didn't care. Let me tell you something about, professional wrestling companies especially in japan i i think people need to of course you know if, if you feel negatively express your you know like if you if feel strongly about something express your opinions for sure definitely don't don't change the way you feel about anything but don't pedestal wrestling companies because your favorites work there it doesn't mean that company is altruistic it doesn't mean that company cares about morals or ethics because most of them don't you think wb is the only company wrestling company out there with full of like people with questionable uh past or anything like that no no no. new japan is the same probably all japan and pro wrestling law the same aw definitely the same tna impact whatever you want to fucking call it the same don't say this because I love these wrestlers. I love this wrestling company. They are perfect. They are good. There's no such thing as a good wrestling company. I I think you know. Again, like I'm I'm not saying like I do. I care if Matt Riddle's in New Japan Wrestling. I I I think like I don't really care where he works because like I don't really find him that interesting. 
to be quite honest. I didn't think he was doing anything really interesting in WB the last fucking two years being a part of like a tag team with Randy Orton, to be honest with you. Um, but they, they want to see that, you know, they want to hire that. This, this, this also talk, let's talk about Nick Nemeth, former Dolph Ziggler showing up at Russell kingdom to challenge David Finley. Uh, I was like, for both these guys, I'm like, why you, you, you just hired two fucking cast offs. Uh, you know, with, with Nick Nemeth, I don't know. Like I've never, I, I don't, I don't know what he's been doing before he got released. You know, he got laid off from WB in, in the company. I don't know what he's going to bring. Like, well, I have a wait and see attitude with him, but like that video he released the, the where he's fighting zombies and shit. I was like, watching this. Like, what the fuck does this have to do with being a professional wrestler? I, I, it looks more like a reel for like trying to launch like a fucking pilot for a sitcom. You know what I mean? Like yeah. on the fucking, on fucking CW or something like that. I, I don't know what it has to do with him being like a professional rush that you should pay attention or care about the fact that he's getting hot shotted. It like it, the only thing I think about him being put into a program immediately with Finley is that he should be putting Finley over. That should be the goal of hiring Dolph Ziggler and, and putting him in a match in a program immediately with David Finley is that he should be there to get Finley fucking over to establish him as, oh, I can beat these guys from the fucking WWE who are coming over here. You know, like the joke in wrestling is like what Tony, Tony Khan is called Jacksonville Dixie, right? Because he hires a lot of ex WWE wrestlers. Well, guess what? Fuck, fucking Ghetto and Tanahashi are now fucking Tokyo Dixie because they're doing the same thing. They're like all these people that used to work in WWE, they'll, they'll take them. Okay. It doesn't matter. They, if they have good reputations or not, they will take them. And for some, great. For, for some people, it's like, why? And I, I'm like that with both Ziggler and, and Riddle. Why? Like, I don't... You you have all this fucking talent that you are cultivating in your own system. Fucking push them. What the fuck? You have someone like, you know, let's say Tom Waller who's always available, who yeah. who has established himself with your fan base. Why don't you bring him over more? Why don't you fucking push this guy? Why don't you push Coughlin? Huh? Why don't you do tons of other things with the talent that's already signed to your fucking company? No, but we would rather just forget to put them to the side and push these guys that come from fucking Vince land. I, I, I think it's sad. And and I, I, I and on that and that that level, like that's where I feel why why are you signing Nick Nemeth? Does his fucking brother come with this? Because he was at this fucking show too. I I don't know what the deal is. When they got escorted to ringside during the IWGP New Japan Strong Tag Team Dual Championship match, I thought the plan was that they were going to challenge ELP and Hikaleo after the match. We'll talk and about then, the atrocity of that of that challenge coming. And then uh, that got turned on its head to be not the case. Um for I I John and Way, you know, discussed everything in regards to uh Matt Riddle and all the situation around that on uh Rewind to SmackDown. I do recommend if you guys haven't heard the, their clip or their talk about it, give it a listen. Uh, for those who have the issue uh, 
with this booking, much like any other booking, and this is I I I, it, I know it's easy to quote tweet and ratio anything on Twitter or whatever. New Japan and every other credible wrestling site has a contact form. Yes, you have to use your full name. Yes, you have to put your phone number. Yes, you have to actually put your actual email address. But if you feel this strongly about something, bullying the social media person, that's not going to get anything done. If you want to exact change, do it diplomatically. Think about what you want to say and then submit the comment form. That would be my biggest piece of advice. Yeah, um, organize people. And organize. your feelings for those who are upset by it, just like every other choice that is done in wrestling in regards to speaking out or the lack of, you know, advancement of the genre as a whole since speaking out, your feelings are valid. Yes. Um, but you need to make your voices heard in a productive way. And I don't necessarily know if subtweeting or quote tweeting will actually accomplish anything that way. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say about the whole situation. Uh, I would just say, like, I was just like, again, like, uh, I'm so disappointed in Company A or or B. It's like, don't don't think of them as being any better than any other wrestling company. You won't have to be disappointed ever again. Yeah, that's all I got to say about that. But um, we'll move on to the rest of the show. Let me get my notes up here. Uh, hold on a sec. Okay, so then we had a uh, uh, tag team match: Bishamon, uh, Hiroki Goto, and Yoshiashi taking on uh, the very fun team. Though uh, you know you can't have much confidence in in them of uh, Kaido Kimia and Ryohei Oiwa. I like this team. Oiwa is like this 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 boy is like a growing boy. He's he's get he's beefy. Yeah. Um, they had a fun match. Like again, like. I I'm constantly perplexed at the booking of Kaido Kimia Karen. Like this is not how it should be be used by New Japan. Like either just use him as like, yeah, let's create like kind of an interpromotional interest in, in this game. I don't know anyone from Noah who's coming over to watch them because if you're a Noah fan, if you're a Kimia fan from Noah, you're not going to watch him in New Japan anymore because it's, it's sad. Yeah. It's disappointing. Like I know, I, I follow some people who are Japanese wrestling fans of like you know Japanese natives who who love pro wrestling. Noah, they keep talking about Kiyomiya going to New Japan. They're like, why? Stop, Kaito, stop it! You, you you make me sad when you go there because they don't they don't respect you. They don't like you, and and I I don't get it. Like Kaito Kiyomiya should either just say. Fuck this. I'm leaving Noah. I'm going to go join their... Listen, if he went over there and became a young lion, they would treat him with more respect. I will tell you that right now. But they had they had a little fun match. Uh, nothing to it, really. Next was the Gorillas of Destiny, El Fantasmo, Hikaleo, the current... What are they called? The the combined world tag team champions? They're the strong open weight tag champions. They the say IPG. both of them. And I'm just like, just merge the titles at this point. Yeah. If you're not going to make New Japan, if you're not going to keep New Japan strong as its own brand and just dissolve the belts, merge them into the other one, merge them into the IWGP belts, if you're not going to take it seriously as a brand anymore. So, Phantasmo Hikaleo, the current, well, let's just call them the World Tag Team Champions. They defeated the team. Is this their official name? Youngblood is their official name. Oscar Louvet 
and Yuto Nakashima? I is that just no something? Idea. This is something I've seen on Cage Match. Uh, so. It's news to me that a young lion combo would have their own tag team name before going on excursion. Well, but... I don't know if, it, if this is like I usually Cage Match is pretty reliable in terms of they, they don't necessarily yeah. make things up for their own amusement. <laughs> so this is their. So Nakashima and Lube, this is their like farewell match as they go on to excursion. I just saw on on social media that Oscar Lube will be participating in WXW 16 karat gold tournament. Ooh, good for is, him. Which is good. Hopefully this also means he will be growing some facial hair and getting a haircut because he needs both. That's all I'm gonna say about this young very tall young man. Uh, he, he, I don't think he's grown into his body yet. Though. That, that's the problem with Roiba is that he, he's still figuring out what to do with all of his height. <laughs> Oscar, just just the facial hair and get a cool looking haircut. What you got right now is, is not working, fam. It's just not working. And then, uh, you know, Nakashima, I guess we'll find out where he's going. Where, where would you like to see big boy Nakashima go, Karen? Well, he, I, I believe so. It, I read somewhere that before he entered the dojo, he actually was down in New Zealand at the Folly Dojo. I could be wrong about that. Um, I don't... I, seeing as I think the LA Dojo is more just like New Japan Academy right now, I don't know if that would serve his skill set anymore. Maybe Rev Pro? I don't know if he's a Lucha Material. I don't know if he would want to go to CMLL. You know, just... Go to TNA, man, and and or or yeah, go join Kushida in TNA. No, nah, go join go, fucking Joe Hendry, man. Like he needs a new uh, Japanese partner, you know. Instead of oh he, yeah, because he could they could reunite with him replacing Yuya. Yeah, that's right. Yuto instead of Yuya. This is Scott Demore. You're welcome. Uh, you know, you're welcome for these booking ideas. That is our present you to know. you in 2024. There you go. Anyways, this this is you know fine, you know they they had a nice accounting. They 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 shook hands. The you know the tag champions like said, "Great showing, guys. Have fun excursion." And then Chase Owens showed up, attacked Phantasmo before being chased out of the ring by by Hikaleo, and 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 then Chase Owens. The 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 only good thing about this segment, Karen, was that Chase Owens was wearing a beautiful Bobby Eaton T shirt and and. Uh, the only, the only good thing that this man has ever done on screen is is wearing that T-shirt. But he he announced that he is going to challenge <laughs> for the World Tag Team Titles with with Kenta as his partner. And I was just yeah. like, I guess they want like an easy V one for these guys to you know hopefully yeah. have a pretty decent reign. I don't know if they have Bishamon length reign, but I don't you know, think so. Maybe V four. They they should get at least V four. For, for it, I guess it also depends on the frequency of which they're going to have them def- defend these belts, and if it's going to be the you pick your belt and choose your shot. You don't get you don't get both of them in one go. Um, I also liked the very wholesome El Fantasmo draping the little granny at ringside in like all of the belts and calling her the hundred and first IWGP uh, tag team champion. I like I like babyface <laughs> ELP. I've said this during their G one review. I, I like. Babyface ELP so much more than so much than better heel. than fucking heel shitbag ELP. I this yeah. one's so much. I think it plays to his strengths as a, as his style of high flying wrestler as well. Yeah. It's better for him. So hopefully he sticks with this. All right, uh, twelve man tag team match: Great Bash Hill, Togi Makabe, 
Tomaki Hanma, El Desperado, Master Wado, Shota Umino, and Tamatanga taking on the HOT Dick Togo Evil Renarita Show. Yoshinobu Katamaro and Yujiro Takahashi. Thanks mercifully under uh, 10 minutes, but still felt like it was like uh, 20 because HOT is in there. And uh, just basically to set up a bunch of bunch of matches, uh, including Evil stealing the, the Never title from Tamatanga, which he won from Shingo Takagi the, the night before. Um, I, I guess also what else did they set up? Like the continuing uh, feud between d- d- Ren and... Uh, Ren and Shota is continuing. Kanemaru apparently is the new challenger for Despi. Or they're going to do a tag with Despi Wato and Kanemaru with Show. We don't know yet. I got the feeling it's Kanemaru challenging for. And then any tag match will be like set up leading into the the Osaka. I imagine it's going to happen. This is all happening for for Osaka. Yeah. For Osaka. So, um, tag team, a 10 man tag team match. Karen, I'm just going to say uh, I fucking love this. This is fucking war between the Bullet Club War Dogs and the United Empire. From fucking start to finish, these two, these 10 guys just beat the fucking shit out of each other. And I was all here for it. It was great. One thing I, I, I tend to be critical of in Japanese promotions is the kind of brawling, American style brawling. Because a lot of times I feel when people who aren't trained in that don't yeah. have, you know, it's not something that they really teach in the dojo, right? It's something that if you're a Japanese trained wrestler, you probably learned you, this. If you you learned, learned it on excursion, on excursion or yes. you, you, you have one of the foreign wrestlers kind of like take you under their wing. But because this is a faction of only of all foreign wrestlers, yeah. they went out and had a, a Beautiful American style, Southern style brawl around the ring, in the ring, just all these everywhere intense. The thing was, what I loved about it, it was filled with so much hate. It was palpable. The hate between the United Empire and the, the I'm not going to call them the Bullet Club War Dogs, just the War Dogs, between the War Dogs and the United Empire. I hope they get rid of this Bullet Club fucking branding of this group. Just call them the War Dogs. And both teams, both groups are quite good. Okay, so you have Finley, <clears throat> excuse me, you have uh, Gabe Kidd, Coughlin, Connors, and and Maloney in the War Dogs. On the other side, you have you have Osprey while he's still there. Excuse me. You have Jeff Cobb, one of your favorites. You, we have Hanare. Um, uh, you have uh, TJP and Akira Francesco. And you have all these ready-made programs with each member of each team yep. going against one another. Uh, the only person missing was, because he was in a different match, was Great Okan from the United Empire. But I don't think that would have been necessary for him. To, or I think it would have dragged it down, to be quite honest with you. But they set up so much. So they, <clears throat> excuse me. I apologize for the coughing, people. It's just It's dry winter, air. it's air dry. It's fine. But um, after this brawl, they they just said, "Let's." This is this is basically Osprey decide, announced, this, "I'm going to have my final match in Osaka for New Japan, and I want it to be a war, my guys against you guys against the War Dogs and David Finley." And he said, "David Finley, you can pick the fucking stipulation." David Finley said, "He said like William Regal, War Games." No, he didn't say that, but he might as well have. 
I would have loved to have heard Finley do a war games. <laughs> um, but it's going to be a cage match. It's going to be a like a war games match essentially. I don't know like if they'll do a cage that surrounds the entire ring area, which would include the floor. I think that would probably be best if you just have a cage surrounding just the ring. And and not covering the outside, I think that's going to hamper your ability to have more drama in the match. I don't think they'll go double ring, giant cage for double ring. I don't think they'll do that. But I think they'll have a kind of basically the Hell in the Cell, the Hell in the Cell style match. Yeah, yeah I think because when Stardom's done their their cage matches in recent history, it's been the two like you know the WWE standard where it's just like slapped on the sides of the ring, no like floor space involved. Um, but yeah, with, with, with the combination of Osprey, TJP, Francesco Akira, and the other Connors and Maloney, if they have that extra room to do big moves, I think it'll make it stand out more. I'm just wondering if it's going to be what, what the stip, like the rules are going to be. Is it going to be like last person out of the cage, one person out of the cage, everybody out of the cage. Like, what? How are they going to do like war games? Are they going to be or basically one... like just hopefully somebody, you know, a timed entry? It's just timed entry gets tricky though. I don't know if uh, because it's not something that New, New Japan or Japanese promotions do as a whole. I I just get flashbacks that really bad lumberjack match between Sonata and Evil that I just I don't want them to. I don't want them to overthink this match. Yeah. Well, I, I think just keep it simple. Just have all five guys on each team start off at the same time. Just have a war. Yes. <laughs> just a just have a war. Please. Just, cool. just a war. We'll see yep. what happens. We'll see what happens. I'm sure they'll announce more stipulations for this. Um, it, it was a five. It, this is it's listed on cage match as being five minutes and 10 seconds and perfect. It was so intense. It felt longer in a good way. And, and I just, I, I highly recommend if you're going to watch anything from this show, honestly, this in the main event are just, you can skip. Almost everything else, I feel, and watch, much. and watch these two. Let's continue. Just five guys, another 10-man tag team match. This is kind of the theme, this top end of this show, Karen, was like 10-man tag team matches. Just Get five everybody guys. on the card. Everybody on the Versus card. Los Ingobernables de Japón. Um, basically, to set up Sonata, just re-challenging, uh, challenging for, for his rematch against Naito, who, who did not give him answers, if I'm correct. Uh, yeah, he did not give Naito answers, but what he also suggested was a series of matches between Five Guys and Lij. So it would be pro- he, he didn't specify whether it would be like a, just singles match for him, then tags for everybody else. But you could you could easily pair everybody off with you know Taichi oh, yeah. and Shingo, Hiromu and Doki, uh, Yuya and Yoda, Bushi and Taka Michinoku, which no one's going to care about, but. <laughs> The other four pairings are very easily done and could all be very interesting matches. There you go. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, King of Pro Wrestling title, four-way yeah. match for the vacant title. Taiji Shimori taking the great o- on the Great Okan, Toriano, and Yo. This guy, I saw pictures of him in the Rambo. Yo. He doesn't care anymore, Karen. Just came out in his tracksuit. No shoes, barefoot. He's there to collect a paycheck. That's it. He had on... So th- I guess the tracksuit was his middle school tracksuit or a tracksuit that was r- related to some ping pong, table tennis, anime. I don't know. But he also had like the like the elementary school style indoor shoes, like you know, the white ones with like, the blue rubber sole. 
but he, you know, trying to run in those when you're a grown man, you kind of just slip. They're, they're designed to be slipped on and slipped off. He kind of just slipped out of them and just said, screw it. I'm just going to go in my socks and then barefoot. Yeah. He didn't care. And give us care. I, I, it makes me sad. It makes I, me sad too. Yeah. I feel like they, I feel like they've missed the boat on both him and show now. Like oh, for I sure. have, I have no false hopes that either of them will ever become IWGP junior heavyweight champion. No, not not in either of their current. Both of, them, both of them should leave. Honestly, I don't know I don't what they, where they would go though. That's that's what makes me sad. Is that there's nowhere anywhere yeah. else. Honestly, it's just like money wise, I don't know. Probably not. But career-wise, just go away for like six months, both of them, yeah. and then show up as a tag team somewhere and then just have a fuck, fucking killer matches for like two months on with like great wrestlers. And no one will ever, they'll, they'll be like, okay, that was this aberration in their careers. They are back and just continue from there. That's all I'm going to say. If they're not going to get back together as a tag team, then I want them to flip the script on each other. I want Yo to go heel. I want Show to be the baby face he was prior to joining yes. House of Torture. Uh, Yo cannot go to Bullet Club. He his options are United Empire or, or War Dogs. Those are it. Those are the only options for him. I don't care. Yeah. He's he cannot go to House <laughs> of Torture. Um, but it's one of those things where I, I feel like both of them need a refresh of some kind. Because yes, their loyal fans in Japan are still loyal to them, and you know, as a longtime loyal fan of theirs. I'm t- I, I'm starting to get to the point where I I care about them as people, but I have zero interest in what they're doing as wrestlers. No. I was a huge show fan. I have his T-shirt, high voltage, right? I've got the T-shirt. I, I like, have multiple. This man <laughs> is going to be my favorite wrestler in the junior division of this company for the next ten years. Nope. Fuck you, Ghetto. Fuck you, Dick Togo. Fuck your lousy ideas. You've ruined this man. I don't know if he'll ever if, recover from being in House of Torture. I feel He's like he, if he ever goes babyface again, it's gonna it's gonna take a hail mary of some kind. But it, it's the if he wants to be healed, that's fine. I just don't know. Like there are so many other ways that they could do it where he's not clowning around like a goofy Scooby Doo henchman. But here's the thing, Karen. I never get the impression, even now, that he wants to be healed. He just, yeah, yes, no. I don't think he wants to be healed. I think he, he liked being what he was before. He just is like, he accepts his fate and just says, well, I might as well just have fun with it and be, yeah. be goofy. Anyways, uh, Ishimori right, so, wins. Sorry for the sidebar there. No, it's, it's okay. No, it's okay. It just bums me out. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Just like That's Taiji what... Ishimori winning this championship. I don't well, know why he, they're doing he, it. He, the, I, you know, the tail end where he's just, Got the last pin. That was the rule. Like whoever got the the last pin was correct until the end of the match was going to win the belt. He just kept running around, evading. He just outran uh, Okan the entire Ocon, time, and 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 he's the KOPW champion. Okay, sure. Let's move on. Eight man tag team uh, match. Your favorites: CMDK, <laughs> Kosei Fujita, Mikey boys. Nichols, Shane Haste, Zack Saber Jr. taking on the combined. Forces of the Blackpool Combat Club of John Moxley and Brian Danielson teaming with Tomohiro Kazuchika Okada. I love the entrance of the Chaos BCC team because first Ishii comes out, then it's Okada, and then and then Moxley comes out, and then they say Akai Corner, 
because that's their corner, the red corner. And then people were like, oh, they thought they, they, I think they were thinking Ishii Okada versus Brian and Moxley in a tag match. Nope. It's, and then Brian comes out and he's on the same side as Okada, but they, 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 they showed their respect for each other after their awesome match last night. Uh, I may have te- teared up after that. I was like, with the bowing. Yes, I, 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 that gets I, me every time. It gets I me love, every time. I love sportsmanship in wrestling. I, I love violence and I like hatred and I like, you know, some goofy angles here and there. And I like, yeah. you know, brawls and stuff like that as well, as well. But, more than anything else, I love when wrestlers show respect to one another. Yeah. Genuine respect. It's it's a beautiful thing to see when it happens. Because it's rare. Yeah. I don't want to see it all the time. But like when it happens, it's beautiful. Especially when you got two megastars like Okada and Brian. But they took on TMDK. Uh, very, very fun match. I I love seeing Moxley in there with both members of TMDK, of, of Haste and Nichols. Because I, I would imagine... Like when they were in WWE and NXT, they didn't really interact too much with Mox. I, I oh, don't no. know. He, he was already on the main <laughs> roster well before they came in in 2015. I think right. by then he was already in the doing Shield things on right. the main roster. So to see them have kind of this moment where like that they didn't have in WWE, especially yeah. Shane because he was stuck in fucking retribution. <gasps> He didn't get no. to do anything with Brian or, or 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 Dean Ambrose, aka John Moxley. So to see him be both those guys, okay, now we're gonna be on a level with these two big AEW stars. Um, again, Moxley wearing the super fucking cool gear, look like a fighter. Team with Brian. Let me tell you something, Karen. Like, here's my. I'm just gonna lay up uh, on a sidebar, my own sidebar here. My dream tag team scenario in AEW would be John Moxley teaming with Wheeler Yuta. Okay mentor student kind of tag team go and, on and they will feud for the aw world tag team titles against the newly formed tag team of katsuri shibata and orange cassidy and orange cassidy <laughs> will graduate okay no no I listen like you know these like ninja like pants baggy ninja pants urban ninja pants that like japanese youths like to wear yes when he's teaming with shibata he doesn't wear the jeans he wears these type of pants the ones that you see the construction workers wear? No, 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 no. No, if you go, if you type in urban ninja pants, urban, urban like sorry, in fucking I mean, Google, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's a fashion thing, right? The, urban ninja parkour? Uh, nope. nope street, like streetwear, right? Street Anyways, wear. that's what, like only when he's teaming with Shibata. But, you know, we've hinted at Shibata. They have hinted at Shibata having some kind of alliance with Orange Cassidy. And I've, I want to see that. Can you imagine? Mox, because Mox had that fucking awesome match with 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 Orange Cassidy for the national title. That was a, what a what a like. I, I've I've come around on Orange Cassidy because now he uses his gimmick to the way it should be as a psychological warfare tool against his opponents to un- make them underestimate him. I like that aspect of it. Yeah, make that happen. Anyways, this is I, great. I also loved on the commentary when the four of like when Okada. Uh, Ishii, Mox, and Danielson got like all together for their group photo. Tanahashi's on commentary and being like, I kind of want to go up there and join them. Like, I was like, same man, same. I feel the same way. <laughs> he felt a little left out. He, he felt uh, left out. He did, because, because the part of this, the outcome, this is a great match, by the way. Just yeah. because the main point was Daniel, uh, Danielson versus Zach setting up yeah. a future singles match with them and just a lot of 
we talk about the Heat and the War Dogs versus the United Empire, but there is like just between Danielson and Zach a lot of lot of hatred because Zach really wanted to get revenge for the loss he suffered at the hands of Danielson. I think at the first Forbidden Door in Chicago a couple of years ago, where he yeah. where Danielson where Brian knocked him out instead of tapping him out. He thought that was was going to happen, but we also set up. The six man, never six man tag team championship challenge. TMDK with Ko- Kosei Fujita will challenge Okada, Tanahashi, and Ishii. And, you know, I, th- I, 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 I get the impression, elaborate first, Karen, that Kazuchika Okada did not take kindly to young Kosei Fujita challenging him. And he's going to, he's going to continue his feud with all the young lions of New Japan Pro Wrestling and beat the living piss out of this young man. New Year, new Okada, new white, sparkly, sparkly gear, yet Okada is still the grumpy black hat man. He he is your villain. He just he's just hiding he is a wolf in sheep's clothing and he's just grumpy with all the young lions and I'm here for it. Yeah, it it's it's you know. I'm here for him to beat the shit out of Shota, Yuya, uh everybody Suji. If he can beat uh, Sensei Yo and show, that'd be great. Uh Kosei, just just give me fucking Okada turning into Jumbo Suruta and Jiri Tenru in the early nineties against the the future four pillars. I fuck, I'm a I'm a happy man. Give me that shit, yo. Give it to me. Anyways, give me what I want. What, what also, what we got <laughs> in the back was an awesome backstage interview with John Moxley as he's like, yeah, well, you know, I didn't get pinned. Whatever, it's not great two nights for me but i didn't get pinned in the last night so i don't give a shit <laughs> and then who comes out but shingo takagi and he says Let's and he go. cuts he cut a a really good promo in, in broken english and and i i i and i i loved it it was great because he's basically saying hey i i lost a never title last night and john mox is like yeah i, I saw that and then he's basically <laughs> said hey do you have a i don't have an opponent for san jose I want to challenge you, and now Mox is like, "Yeah, okay, sure." <laughs> why can't wrestling? Be, why can't more wrestling angles be like this? Kane, no, no sneak attacks. Just say, "Hey, I lost. You lost. Let's fight each other." Yeah. Okay. Hey, what are sure. you doing next Saturday? Right, and this will be put a, some denim and just bleed all over San Jose. Sure, why not? Oh well, I mean, he, I mean, John Moxley not bleeding in a match would be the. I uh, mean, he sneezes. That's the glitch. Not, breeze catches his forehead. That's uh, John Moxley not bleeding is the glitch, not the uh, not the feature. You know not what I'm the saying? Other era. <laughs> that's right. So this will be a no DQ match, and yes. uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to like uh, watching like a lot of the matches that are going to be in Battle of the Valley. And but uh, so let's say New Year's Dash. Watch the the War Dogs United Empire stuff. Watch the main event. You can skip pretty much everything else, Karen. But let, let's talk about Battle of Valley. Do we have the? Uh... We do have the card. Would you like me to run it down for you? Yes. What is the card? All right. So we're starting off with. The, I'm going to start at the bottom. Kickoff yes. matches, and we're going our way up to the top. So we have two kickoff matches. The first one is the Strong Survivor, powered by the New Japan Academy. Uh, Matt Vandegriff versus Goldie. Uh, no idea there. I uh, do not. Uh, I guess Goldie made his first appearance at the new all uh, the All Star Junior Festival USA card, and then Vandergriff is the one who's won the two previous uh, Strong Survivor matches. The second one will be the. It's a singles match, but it could possibly become a contenders match for Julia's 
uh, New Japan Strong Women's Championship. It's Viva Van versus Stephanie Vacare uh, from CMLL. And then the main card starts with a six-man tag. Uh, Shota Umino, Fred Rosser, and Jacob Fatu versus Team Filthy, our boy, your friend of mine, Tom Lawler. That's right. Bryce Isaacs and Joel Nelson. Put Tom Lawler in the G1, please. Uh, I don't know how that came out from. Uh, second match is a tag, a, a CMLL tag match. Uh, Mascara Dorada and Volador Jr. versus Rocky Romero and Soberano Jr. Uh, third match is TJP versus David Finley. Interestingly, not enough, not for the G, the the GHC Championship, the Global Heavyweight Championship, not yet at least. Uh, then a tag match between uh for the. New, uh, they've specified the New Japan Strong Openweight Tag Team Championships. So it's uh, Hikaleo and Phantasmo versus the Bullet Club War Dogs combination of Alex Coughlin and Clark Connors. Ah, interesting. Not, think, not, not with Gabe. Not Gabe, because I, I believe Gabe is on the card elsewhere. Uh, fifth match is the New Japan Strong Women's Championship. Julia will defend against Trisha Dora. Trish challenged Julia via video at Dream Queendom on the 29th of December. Then the sixth match is Matt Riddle and X versus TMDK's uh, Bad Dude Tito and Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, you know, you know, New Japan should just go all the way, Karen, and just you know, X should. What a, can you imagine the fucking meltdown if X turned out to be Marty Skrull? That 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 don't don't that would be I that would just be that that just be the icing on the cake. For New Japan to do something like that, I don't want them to do that. Just I so have people to know the show. Please don't make it difficult. For me. I, 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 don't want that, I don't want that to happen. Well, we'll see who X is. Maybe, maybe it's uh, maybe Low Key will make his return. To or Japan Jeff Cobb like, because him and Matt Riddle tagged at some point. Oh, that's right, they did. That they um, did do that. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, there, here we go. So the AEW Continental Crown is what they're calling it, or like that's the. The, where they have it on the New Japan website. Eddie Kingston will defend against Gabe Kidd. Oh, there you go. And then no didn't DQ they, match. Didn't they, didn't they set this up back in the G1, Karen? Possibly? <laughs> in the G1 final show, or like uh, Gabe, I think, attacked Eddie, I think. Well, he's been attacking people all over the place. Uh, he also attacked him at Lone Star Shootout back in Texas. There you and, go. Uh, so after that is our uh, probably one of our matches of the night is going to be uh, the no DQ between Shingo Takagi and John Moxley, and then the main event is likely Will Osprey's last New Japan match prior in the U.S. prior to his AEW signing. So right. I don't, know if, I don't know if he'll be. I think Windy City Riot is coming up after. April, so no, we, so he's he's doing the uh, Osaka will be his last, the the cage match will be his last Japan match, and this will be his last uh, American match pre AEW American match. Very very I, much I, how like how like Jay White left basically because he's fighting Okada. So it's it's the main event is Osprey versus Okada. So yes. uh, it's it feels like if there's going to be anyone to send Will Osprey packing from New Japan, it's going to be Okada. Yeah, I mean. He's basically kind of brought him in, basically. Yeah, because he wrestled him in 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 Rev Pro, and then he said, "Okay, like like." And I mean, those two are tied together. Yeah. Like, 
you know, in so many ways. His, so his striking out to establish the new, the, the, uh, the new empire, the United empire was him turning on Okada. So, yeah. So, so yeah, that is battle in the Valley on Saturday, the 13th from the, the San Jose civic center. Bruce and- Lord and I will be reviewing it on the 14th because of time zones, because yes. it starts at 10 PM my time. And then we didn't want to be up at like two in the morning trying oh, no, to get no, me no. to record no, something. No, no, no. So no, no, no. Uh, we're, gonna, we're we're scheduled to record early afternoon East Coast time for me on the Sunday. So it should All be right. up Sunday evening. All right. Well, that's something I will look forward to is to hear watching the show and then hearing you and Bruce talk about it. Uh, Karen, Karen and Bruce, I, let me just say, like, I don't really participate in the, the, the New Japan reviews, just mainly because of time constraints but also because like you know like i I don't think i would do as good a job as karen and bruce uh, recapping these shows so i i always look forward to 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 sharing the wealth as far as covering the japanese scene here at post wrestling with with you guys because you do a fucking awesome job and i continue thank you i I look forward to 2024 more amazing uh reviews uh for you know you guys you specialize in the new japan product you know, so it's great to to see you guys continue to do that for for the site and and just be part of the the team, the sub team. I said, I guess, like we're we're you know, if, if John Ware like the you know the main site is the, the Bullet Club, then we're the War Dogs. You, me, and Bruce are the War Dogs. How about that? I like that. <laughs> I, I I will be a War Dog all day, every day. Um. So w- with that said, we're going to wrap this up. Thanks to everyone for for listening. Thanks for c- continued support of Post Perez. Uh, and other stuff I do here at Post Wrestling, including the long and winding railroad. Uh, this January edition is is planned out. We have we're still deciding a a date to record. It will be me and and waiting. And we're going to talk about one one of the many legendary matches between Mitsuhara Masawa and Toshiaki Kawada. So for all you people who are like, Ooh. man, I never heard I've never heard Way talk about all Japan pro wrestling in the 1990s about the King's Road style. Well. Guess what? I'm here to fulfill your fucking dreams, and he's going to be on the show with me sometime later this month. And then uh, MCU later, we just wrapped up. Me and Rich Fan, along with Scrum from Processing, uh, the, uh, the PWT cast, uh, talking about What If Season 2. Uh, Karen, have you watched What If Season 2 yet? I have not. Have you watched Season 1 of What If? I think I watched some of it. I remember there was one where, oh, God. Is her name Peggy? Yes, Peggy Carter. Yeah, she's the one who becomes Captain America. That's right, Captain Carter. Yes. Yeah, that I, I remember. I remember that one. Okay, but I well, think that's the only one I have seen. Then you're in luck. That's the only one you need to see to to watch the, season the first, two. The first. <laughs> well, the, I will say this: like Captain Carter is integral to the second half of season two. Uh, you don't. Yeah, and then everything else is pretty much a standalone for the most part, but very enjoyable. Listen to me, Rich and Scrub, talk about it over at on MCU Later, which is only available to our uh, post, uh, Patreon members, our cafe members. So sign up if you want to listen to that. I think just the, uh, the, the the lowest tier can get you access to MCU Later. And of course, uh, next month, me and Karen will be back on talking about something happening in Japanese professional wrestling, maybe maybe some good booking for a change. That that would be nice. <laughs> Please, <laughs> maybe maybe some stabilization in the in fucking all Japan for wrestling, and maybe some some good shit coming out of pro wrestling Noah for me at least. But we'll we'll, we'll see. And then uh, New Japan being New Japan. But until next time, 
Karen, thank you very much. See you next month. I, we, we, just so people know, Karen and I are always talking. We're always DMing each other, talking about this and that and, and, and stuff like this. So it's, don't it's give not, away all our trade secrets. Well, I'm just saying, it's not like <laughs> I, I don't talk to you for a whole fucking month or nothing like that. No. Like, you know, we talk quite, you're, quite you're often. You're one of, one of the special people in my life. Well, thank you're part you. of the inner same, circle. Same, 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 same. <laughs> uh, so until next time, for Karen, Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Until then, goodbye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.